and welcome to the Badge of Politic. I'm Scott Stearns. Good evening, Paul Sickle. Hey, Paul. The Brewers got another victory tonight. Yeah, I just had an extended yawn over um, going over the list of Democratic candidates to go through. <laughs> so why, 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 why is that? Well, uh, what we were going to do is uh, check out the state of the races here. Yeah. Well, um, I think it's uh, I think it's time to take a little stock, you know, uh, with everything going on. I think, I think we'll do this in future podcasts too, right yeah. off the top. I think it I think it makes sense, yeah, to take uh, to take inventory each time. Now that we're you know we're into going into mid May, May fourteenth. Um, you know, we're we're just a few months out from the primary. Uh, it's going to come up really quick in August. Yep. So yeah, I think uh, I think the repeated uh, status check is, uh, is so a status move. check U.S. House. Um, Right now, uh, five thirty-eight has a fifty-four point, or excuse me, forty-five point four percent for the Democrats and thirty-nine point nine five percent for the Republicans. That's, okay, uh, one of the closer reads in the generic poll, um, although that's following consistent with the trend of it being much closer in the last month than it was previously. Yeah, I mean, well, in terms of the House, when when you look at uh, Wisconsin, I think there's it's, it's looking. It's it's looking good, I think, for Randy Bryce at this point. I I, I feel like he's got a real shot. He's a national figure at this point. He's not, I wouldn't say he's a household name, but you know, for those people that are interested in politics and what's going on with the House this year, I, people know who Randy Bryce is. So it's a nationalized election. Uh, what you just said, I would argue that the generic ballot means a lot. Yeah. Here. So it's a much closer thing. So what are the chances that the not even Randy Price, never mind. Just the House in general. The House. Uh what are your chances of the House going uh to the Democrats? Um I would say it's a better than 50-50 prospect. I think I'd go as far to say that like 55-45. I mean, I don't 55%. think it's gonna be, I don't I wouldn't say it's like 80%, but it's definitely okay. better. I was saying earlier 95% that's a little bit bullish. That's a, that's a little I'm bit not saying we're going to win 95 percent of the seats. I'm no, no, no. no. I'm the the likelihood that they t- that they pass or that, that they we, they get the house. We get 218. Yeah. Right now we have 193. Yeah. Um, I think we're still favored to win. I'd go 75. percent Okay. Um, it's probably the truth is probably somewhere in between. Yeah. No, I, I I think I'm actually being conservative. You think so? Yeah, I think. Okay. I mean. You can say the election is so and so at fifty two percent, so and so is at forty eight percent. But right. you know, going into it, you can still be There's, reasonably sure the one with fifty two percent is going to have fifty two percent. But the, even like the last presidential election, I mean, that threw everybody off. But there's uh, the, the wild card with this is that you have weird primaries happening, like in California, where they have this system where, you know, it's a, it's the top two candidates that, that, mm-hmm. get to, that get to run. So, like Daryl Issa's district, for instance, you have a lot of Democrats that are running. And they'll split the vote. And they'll split the vote, and so there's a possibility that the top two vote-getters could be Republicans. Yeah, I don't buy that. Well, well it's I just, don't think it's, it's not, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but it's certainly it's a, big, a fear. It's a big worry. I think it they'll, is. they'll get their act together. I well, I think Democrats are, are strategic enough that they're not going to fuck that up like that. It's not about the Democratic Party. No, I think it's Democratic a, voters well, are strategic enough. Okay. Uh, I do. I, I think people... It's optimistic. I'm just saying I don't that think there's... So. I think it's, it's just based on past experience. Uh, party... Party primary voters you, tend to vote I mean, you may be. You may be right. I mean, I think the... the 
the Ohio race we talked about last time with Kucinich. I mean, there was right. there was a concern that Kucinich was going to be a threat, and then he got yeah, like, nothing. Exactly. I mean, he got he got pummeled that's in, a, in the primary. That's so sort of he, a good so you analogy. might be you might be right. I mean, well, I, we'll see we'll see how this plays out. Yeah, I but, mean, I'm coming down from ninety five percent. I thought it was <laughs> right. pretty much done deal. Yeah, um, but now I think it's a little uh, a little tighter. Okay, um, but is, how about the Senate? So the Senate, the Senate. The, the Senate map is still ugly. I mean, the Democrats are defending defending many more seats than mm-hmm. than the Republicans. However, some of the seats they're looking to to steal are seats like West Virginia, mm-hmm. and we talked about this last week as well that the the total vote count on the Democratic side was higher in the primary mm-hmm. than it was on the Republican side. So I, I, in West so, so some of these guys. Uh, are more better candidates than they're maybe getting credit for because of the Trump vote a couple years ago. Right. I, I feel it's kind of still a victory if they were to hold the number of seats that they have the 49. today. Yeah, you got forty nine, forty seven yep. plus Bernie Sanders and I, uh, Angus King. So because they're just it's the the map is brutal. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. So I I, it, I would I would put. The chances of the, of the Republicans holding the Senate at at least sixty percent. Yeah, I, I'd say the Dems have about a ten percent chance. So there, I'm going to go. <laughs> so you're going the opposite. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> no, I really do. I, yeah. I think that if you look at these again, I'm not saying the Republicans are going to carry ninety seats. Mm-hmm. No, just, think, it's just likelihood of uh, of getting the, end the Democrats to. I mean, there's a chance the Democrats could actually gain a seat and then get to 50-50, but you still have uh, Mike Pence as your deciding vote. Though. Yeah. So the, well, you still don't win the control. No, so you're not. I, yeah, I, so you're, it, yeah, he's the deciding vote, which not only means... I th- I'd say your chances of that... Well, it means that if, if it's 50-50, it just means you, that... You don't it means, win. Well, yeah, because it means they Mitch win. McConnell still is the majority. So I'd there. say the chances of us getting even that one extra seat are probably maybe a 25% at best. Yeah. And that's a loss still. And However, so I think, I think it's a real stretch. I think it's a 10 to 15% chance that the Democrats take it, take the chamber. It really is. It, it really comes down to the, uh, the getting the House, though, is, is a huge thing because it means that legislatively nothing's going to happen in the next few years. Right, right. If right. They, they, they won't be able to do anything around health care. <laughs> and if they can hold the Senate Republican majority to like 52, 51, 52 seats, mm-hmm. Uh, like it is now, yeah, and that's 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 a victory. Like well, it gives, it gives some leverage right. to um, if there's anything that comes up specifically around Senate um, obligations, like Supreme Court justices or appointments to the cabinet. It means that um, anybody that bucks the party, whether it be a Rand Paul or a Ted Cruz or something like that, it, it means that they have to hold those people that maybe right. risk. Risky. Plus, it to, sets to up buck. the Democrats in a much better position to when the maps gets much better in twenty twenty. Yes. yes. To it, it, I mean, if the Democrats, as long as they should hold, hold say forty seven seats, they mm-hmm. could lose two. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. Their odds would be probably better than fifty percent to take this chamber in twenty twenty. Right. Regardless of what happened in the rest of the races, the presidency or what happened. I mean, they do have the opportunity to pick up some. They could they could pick up Jeff Flake's seat in Arizona. They yeah, they I think could it's a long shot. Okay. Pro- yeah, yeah, probably. But I mean, there's 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 an opportunity 
I, yeah, I, I mean, stranger things have happened. Yeah. And if the uh, I mean, if it, if, it is, really if, it is, if it really is a wave, people get sucked up in waves. Right, but the, obviously uh, the wave looks like it's already crested. So you're going to go away 35 40% chance the Democrats hold, uh, get it. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go 10 to 15. Okay. And yeah, and, um, the House, I'm going to go 75. Uh, I almost want to go 75 80. I think I'll just stay at 75%. Okay. I think it's good... I think it's a pretty good chance that Democrats take the House. Yeah, I think, I it's, think I'm it's being, very unlikely that they take the Senate. I think I'm being a little conservative on this, just because of the gerrymandering. But we, you know, I, I think the gerrymander they can run through. I think there's enough enough seats, perhaps. But I mean, when you look at like Wisconsin, for instance, I mean, I, mean, I, I think up, I, you may not pick up any here. I, you, well, they, they, they don't have to pick up any seats here to necessarily win the. No, but I mean, the, the most likely one they would pick up would be Paul Ryan's seat. That'd be the number one pickup. They could, they could potentially pick up uh, Grothman's right. seat. If they um, pick up Paul Ryan's seat, what are the chances that they hold that they win that's, control that's, of the house? That is probably a bellwether. Then I think that the chances increase dramatically. I, I'd say ninety nine point eight percent chance okay, they, little, they control the house if they win that Paul Ryan. That's seat. A, that's a little ridiculous, but yeah. Okay. No, I, I really do. I, I think I actually would still say the chances are like let, as much as I like Randy Price. I, I think our chances were better against Paul Ryan than they are against. Um, uh, this new yeah, guy, although this new guy perhaps. is kind of a zero. It's, um, it's just, so. well, if it was Paul Ryan running, yeah, you, he has to run on his record and everything like that. However, it's, it's, yeah. but it's also the fact that it would, they would have more resources being funneled here if Paul Ryan was running. And oh, more true. negative ads painting Randy Bryce as some kind of deadbeat and all that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, I, I suppose. I mean, um, you're still going to have that, but I think it would be greater with. I, I love Randy Bryce. I give Style about a 65% chance of winning. I don't think the Democrats carry any seats in Wisconsin, except, in fact, if I think there's one. I actually think that Dan Cole may that's, have a better that, Well, that's what I was going to say. Is the Grothman seat, um, Dan Cole, I think, has a decent shot. Right. I, is, uh, I mean... If her, one goes, the other goes. I think neither one go in a way without a really strong wave. But meanwhile, I think the Democrats could eke out a fairly narrow House majority yeah. without any seats from Wisconsin. Okay. I, I, I think it's pretty, I'm pretty convinced of that. Yeah. Just looking at the, the, yeah, the map. map. Yeah. Okay. So coming back to Wisconsin, uh, you know, on, on the weekend after the Republican convention, Wisconsin, how is a Republican race, Republican Dem race for governor and control of the legislature look to you? Well, in terms of the race for governor, um, so we had the, the only bit of news that came out today around that was uh, Michael Crute, who is the, uh, the owner of the uh, local liberal radio station here. Mm-hmm. He, 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 he dropped he, out after dropped just out. getting in. Yeah, I mean, he... Uh, you it, think it's because he doesn't have enough signatures. I think he can get <laughs> enough signatures. He's got a radio Maybe. show. Well, yeah, perhaps. I, I think it was a stunt. I Yeah, I, it was probably a publicity stunt, but... Um, there's still obviously a number of candidates that are running. And what did he say? He said all the Democrats that don't have a chance to get out. Well, I think that makes some sense. Right. I, if you're if you're not going to raise the money and you don't have the the foundation of support, I think it's time to look yourself in the mirror and say, "Is this for me?" And I think that that's really how we have to assess the chances of the Democrats winning. I guess I would say Scott Walker. Probably is fifty to fifty. I'd say fifty-five percent chance Scott Walker holds his own and stays in as governor. I think it's fifty. I think it's fifty-fifty. 
I'd say 55-60 okay. for a walker. 60 is a bit much, but... You have to favor him unless... Yeah. Unless I one of these... Unless one of these Democrats can really start making a name for themselves. So the current field that we're looking at is... Uh, we've got school superintendent Tony Evers. We've mm-hmm. got uh, Madison Mayor Paul Sogland. Uh, Andy Gronick, a local businessman here in Milwaukee. Sogland uh, Gronick, please drop out. <laughs> they're, they're high on my list. Rep, uh, Representative Dana Walks from Eau Claire. He can stay. Uh, former state rep Kelda Roy's of Madison. Uh, firefighter union leader Malin he Mitchell. Stay. He, oh, he can stay. Matt Flynn, who was a state party chairman yeah, back in the day. He's on the bubble for me. I think he Senator should go. Senator Kathleen Weinhout of Alma. She's got to go. And then we have uh, activist Mike McCabe. Definitely has to go. I Yeah. So who should go next? He's not going to, but I think Mike McCabe. Oh, yeah. I mean, honestly, how does he get... We should go to the Democratic Convention. And we should actually <laughs> literally interview everybody. Do you think a Democrat who won't promise to endorse the nominee against Scott Walker deserves to be on the ballot as a Democrat. Well, that's something that his um, fellow challengers should be pushing him on. He's got to go. I, um, I mean, that's that's to be a requirement. And, and right. when the stakes are this high, you can't you can't you know play the martyr card and be like, no, I'm going to mount a third party candidacy, or at least not rule that out. Mm-hmm. So it's just this it's the, the the stakes are too high. But yeah, so yeah, I know he thinks he can. He would actually be in a position to beat Walker or something like that. I um, think actually the next one, um, and I know we've we've talked about Vinehout, but I, I think Soglin. I think Soglin is dropped. Like he has no prayer. Yeah. Of of. Uh, I, I keep Vinehout in before I keep Soglin. Well, yeah. I mean, I. I, I, I mean, think, she's been elected in a swing district. It's, sure. She's a woman. I think that's good. Yep. Yeah, I don't think a lot of her. So, so you want Soglin out? Yeah, so I, I, you might, even, I might even put yeah, him ahead okay. of McCabe. Get rid of them both. <laughs> yeah. But okay. So um, yeah, and, and yeah, I don't. I, I'm not going to pick favorites on which one I don't want. Right, um, right. I want them both out really fast. Yeah, I think both of them. The rest of them can, I guess, hang out there. Sure. I mean, I mean that's I, a decent I, primary. Gronick, Gronick, I think, has got to like teeter on the edge of credibility. I'm just so fucking tired of his stupid emails from this campaign. <laughs> the ones from his dog. I am not on that list. I don't know. No, thank I, you. I, I, thank, be thankful. I, I, I get ones. I'm getting from emails Aug- from others, but I got literally I got emails from Augie Gronick. Okay, that's their dog. Yeah, so I think he should go too. Honestly, just for that, just for dog, the pretty much from the yeah, dog, yeah, like that yeah. should be a disqualifier. Pretty much, I'm, I mean, you know, people have the like you know, it's, what, too what? cute. You gotta go. I mean, that's like Mike McCabe kind of politics, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> Fuck that shit. I mean, let's let's talk some reality here. Yeah, and, yeah. Well, um, it's high time. It's not. This isn't. This isn't uh, winter. Anymore, we're in. We're we're easing into summer here now. That so we it got Kelda, we got Mitchell, we got um, Gronick, Gronick, Evers, nah, Wax. We got Wax and Evers, Kelda and uh, Mitchell talking something real. Yeah, as far as I can tell, I think the I rest mean, of them forget about it. Seems it. Uh, it seems like a lot. Of, there's a lot of buzz around Kelda and Malin right now. 
mm. based on what I'm hearing. And uh, but I mean, Tony Evers is still, I think, kind of leading the pack because he's got the organization. He's he, he has the office. He has a statewide office. Yeah, he's got the name recognition. And uh, and, and so kind of tying into that. Yeah, the next. So step, we well, had a Republican convention this yep, week. Yeah, some interesting things were said. Yeah. So Scott Walker made uh, comments about how the Milwaukee public school system should be potentially broken up. Shaken um, up, a little yeah, bit. shaken up as yeah. he as he put it. Um, right. So the the thing about that that he, he's, he's mentioned stuff like that before. Nothing's ever happened. I mean, mm-hmm. he's, he's controlled this state for the better part of eight years, but uh, you know this is he's now, had eight years is almost uninterrupted Republican rule. So what's what, why is it such a good idea? Right? Why today? is it why is it coming up now mm-hmm. during campaign season? Mm-hmm. Well, and 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 strategically. Maybe he's using that as uh, a tool to go against Evers. Who he perceives as a front runner. Yeah. And so he may be using that to say, well, here's maybe a way I can push Evers out of the way. Because if he, if he, if he thinks that Evers hasn't done the job as head, of, as head of the Department of Public Instruction in the state, well, maybe that's a way to, that he can kind of get involved in the primary. Kind so of, all the Democrats... The answer to Milwaukee Public Schools' problems do not begin and end with the governor. However, where the buck stops at the governor, it's it's make sure that the school system with the biggest needs has the most resources, mm-hmm. has the necessary resources to make their needs. Scott Walker's been starving it yeah. and trying to dismantle it for all of his eight years. Yeah. And now he wants to complain about what we've got. Well, and shared revenue has gone down in mm-hmm. Milwaukee uh, gives more in tax dollars to the state than it gets back. Yeah. So you know that all ties in the uh, the limitations on how local communities can raise revenue and and stuff. That's that all ties in. And he just starts with the you know matches are and whatnot. And, yeah. Uh, I mean, certainly when you bring in the need element, yep. and the need is going to be greater in a major city. Sure. The cost per pupil in Milwaukee is is a bargain. And it deserves to be more equalized. And I yes. guarantee you, you'd get better results with smaller class sizes. I guess I can't guarantee you that, but it's hard to imagine you wouldn't. It, well, it yeah. always works elsewhere, so why not here? But right. apparently our solution is bigger class sizes and fewer resources for yeah. the district with the greatest needs. Yeah. That's just poor stewardship. Oh, that alone is reason to vote out Walker. Now for him to have the gumption to say, oh, well, we got to take control over it. Yeah, we talked about it a bit for the show about um, these comments and kind of what he's so aiming towards. And, may- and maybe, maybe it's that he's going after Evers and trying to influence the primary vote. Or it could just be kind of driving turnout on his side. You know, the people that don't know anything about Milwaukee, don't know anything <laughs> about the schools. And, and this is just a, a way to get uh, suburban voters motivated to vote against Milwaukee, that kind of thing. I think it's a great way to get Milwaukee voters to vote for the well, city that, and vote against Milwaukee. Right. I mean, maybe it was a boneheaded move on his part to, I hope so. to, to attack, I hope Milwaukee attack was the, listening. The, the city school system. Yeah. Because it, it just, it I, mean, just, I don't know if we give this shit or not, but his policies well, don't show it much just, promise. It just plays into this stereotype that people that aren't from the city have about MPS that, like, Every school is failing. Every school is just junk, right. you know. And I mean, I I have my as my, a parent. My, my, my yeah, as a parent, I mean, my right. kid goes to to MPS. He goes to a great school with great teachers and great uh, right. uh, uh, involved parents and everything like that. So, that, so, so 
you know, fuck him for not appreciating. Uh, I think you need a Republican governor come in and tell you. Uh, yeah, maybe I don't know. Run. Maybe, uh, yeah, yeah. Right. I, I yeah. obviously don't have a clue. So then, there's other races, obviously that uh, that are that they spoke to at the GOP convention uh, in, this past weekend. So the the Senate race between Kevin Nicholson and Leah Vukmer. So the the state party, the state was Republican Party, actually endorsed Leah Vukmer in right. the Senate I thought, race. I thought it would be hard to have Kevin Nicholson slam on veterans who yeah. uh, don't follow a right-wing line when he, he said that uh, veterans that vote Democratic need their heads examined or whatever it was. Right. But, but Vukmer might have topped it. Yeah. With she, her latest uh, letter calling uh, Tammy Baldwin part of Team Terrorism. Yeah, they have like they have this meme of that, you know, kind of <laughs> I mean, licking her with Khalid Sheikh Mohammed. It's, 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 it's ridiculous. Well, and everybody, you know, all the pro-Vukmer people in the Republican Party, which is basically the Walker people, mm-hmm. tried to go out and say what Nicholson said was over the top. He's calling Democratic veterans insane is is unfair. Yeah, you know, like they were trying to act like they were kind of like big tent a little bit, right. and then they come out and say Tammy Baldwin's team terrorism. Yeah, I just, it, it's ridiculous. Well, Leah Vukmer is good for Ron Johnson, I guess, for saying he wouldn't have said it. Why? <laughs> you know what? How about a more full throated denouncement, Ron? Well, say, you know what? I mean, I mean, I guess he was saying it polite. For Republicans to say, "Look, I, she's my colleague. I wouldn't have done that." Mm-hmm. But come on, Ron, just say, "You know what? This no. is nonsense. Pull that down. Don't." He's like, a wimp. He's not going to do that. You know, I, I mean, Ron obviously respects Tammy as a fellow senator. Probably doesn't agree with her on much, no. but that's all right. Right. And, and same, and vice versa. I guess asking too much from Ron Johnson. Oh, yeah. from Apparently Ron Johnson so. is, Apparently is probably so. wrong. At least he said he wouldn't have done it himself. Yeah. But, you know, whatever. But they, yeah, I mean, they, I think they... they've a Full-throated announcement, though. You know what? If this was Obama, though, and there was some Democrat that compared uh, his opponent to team terrorism... Oh, dude, Fox News would be 24-7 they about... They would like, demand that Obama fully denounce oh, the person, especially if the candidate was black. Of course they would. <laughs> yeah. Mean, you no, know, no, no doubt. Let's, no let's, doubt. let's put a little heat on these guys. So, you know, it's nice, Ron, that you said you wouldn't do that. I'm glad you wouldn't. But you know what? This is way beyond the pale. Of course. I mean, I mean, honestly, Nicholson's comments actually are better. And those are totally offensive. <laughs> Comparatively. <laughs> and those are totally offensive. I, I mean, I don't yeah. know which, like, which is worse. So, But, I, yeah, I mean, well, Leah Vukmer, she's kind of a nut. I mean, she's a, she's a known anti-LGBT uh Activist, and uh, so that'll be interesting if she's the nominee running against mm-hmm. uh, Tammy Baldwin, who's the first openly gay senator. I saw, yeah, a picture of my old neighbor at the condo over here at the convention cheering on Leo, Leah Vukmer yeah. on, on the news. Um, mm. I just saw a clip of him. Anyway, I'm not going to mention his name, but I just thought that was interesting. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So, um, any other, I think the only other thing you wanted to uh, make sure we checked on was uh, the White House insanity check. I think we might need some beatboxing for this. Fuck Trump. So what do we got this week on our White House insanity check? I mean, Jer- Jerusalem's on fire today. We got the the, the, the embassy opening in Jer- in, in Jerusalem, yeah, moving from Tel Aviv. 
We've got uh, the comments about uh, Senator John McCain. Completely offensive. Yeah, Kel- uh, Kelly, <laughs> Kelly Sadler, who is a communications aide with the White House, uh, was discounting his opinion about the nominee to I shouldn't lead. Even uh, laugh. It's just <laughs> totally offensive and wrong. I mean, it's just. Well, yeah, it basically, like they were discounting his his opinion about uh, about a cabinet nominee and said, uh, "Oh, it doesn't matter because he's dying anyway." And just completely inappropriate. And, mm. and, and this, well, just this, this White House just leaks like crazy. Well, like, that, and that's their problem, though. Well, yeah, I'm it is. Glad it does. Um, well, yeah. Well, I'm not, and are you surprised that they leak like crazy? No, because no, I mean, no. look at the example that's being set by by the president. I mean, you have everybody's kind of basically looking out for themselves. There's no loyalty to anybody. I mean, mm. Trump doesn't have loyalty to his own people. He's constantly second guessing them. This and and it's coming out all the time that oh, Trump now loses. Them. It seems like every day I read an article about. Oh, Trump is now losing confidence in this cabinet nominee or this cabinet nominee. And it's like, it may or may not go anywhere, but it's like, of course there's going to be backbiting at all levels because the, that example is being set from the top. I mean, Trump's number one achievement right now is that he's uh, finally found a way to come to terms with the uh, dictator from North Korea who basically, yeah. uh, personality-wise, reminds me a lot of Trump. <laughs> they, they, yeah. This this meeting in uh, was it is in June I think they scheduled it for now. I mean I I don't mean to minimize the import of it. No. On it, the it, other hand, uh, first of all, I wonder how successful this will be in the long run. Number one, yeah, number two, um, and even if it is, I wonder if we couldn't have been in a stronger strategic position by uh, taking a more measured approach. Well, I think we we in a stronger strategic position if we didn't break the Iran deal. Yeah, exactly. I mean, why, now, what, now why, would any, why would any country right now that we have not had historically good relations with... He wants to basically go, go, ditch the Iran deal and take the same deal and make it with North Korea. <laughs> which with, Pretty with, much. With a country with which we have no history yes. of compliance. Well, that, where, it, versus going back Iran, generations. Where there actually is a history. Yes. yes there was more a, recently than North much Korea. more recently. <laughs> and a real interest in joining uh, the international community. Yeah. I mean, the Iran... Uh, you know, the 80s is long over. The idea that there wasn't you know, potential there. I mean, I guess it, was, it didn't fit Benjamin Netanyahu's policy. But what, since when does the U.S. have to do exactly what the right wing of Israel wants? Not not what Israel wants, what the well, right wing of Look Israel. who's writing the checks. Sheldon Adelson and, yeah, you know. Okay. <laughs> so, all right, there so you that's go. So that's our White House insanity check. So I think we're going to make that a weekly segment I because mean, it's, it's, hard, part, it's hard to keep track of all this crazy. Obviously, we hope uh, things go well with North Korea. I would argue that probably any president would have us in at least as good of a strategic position. It's possible that Trump's insanity is bringing North Korea to the table because they think they could take advantage of it. I think, um, I think, I think it has more to do with uh, the efforts from South Korea, but uh, yeah. Well, I think that's most likely the fact of the matter, right? Is but, that but North, South Korea got really nervous with Trigger Hungry, Happy Trump, yeah. and they you know, got the opportunity with the Olympics. Mm-hmm. So... You know, we'll see. Yeah. I, I mean, I hope it all turns out for the best. Yeah. And, uh, but meanwhile, we'll have another problem in, with Iran. Yeah. So, well, it, yeah. As, as they continue to exert their influence right. in Iraq. And it really and does. Does. Yeah. If the U.S.'s word doesn't mean anything. Yeah. That's what. That's the lesson that's being uh, being told. What does that get us? It gets really? us nowhere. 
Exactly. And so. it's just like, I thought it was bad on climate change and now this. Yeah. So. All right. Well, with that, um, let's, uh, let's hope these generic ballot polls start improving and people remember just what it is that we're up against here. Let's hope. this is still just as crazy as it was before. It's going to, um, it's going to get, uh, this, this whole, the, the, Oh, and this, remember this election season is going to ramp up really yeah, quick. Now they're talking about putting in, uh, sanctions against, uh, European countries that, Oh yeah, yeah, John, yeah. John Bolton yeah. Uh, back, had to back up Trump on that because he felt I think no, a sense of obligation. That, you want to talk about insanity check? Oh yeah. Uh, so what again? It banned trips to the Eiffel Tower or something? I mean, come on. It's this not. It's it's not going to happen. But you know, no more Oktoberfest for you, Americans. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. Don't go to the. No, you we're, can't go to the royal. We're going to have we're going to have travel bans to right. <laughs> Germany. Right, right, yeah. Uh, no, New Year's Eve in Vienna? Nope. Nope, not. No skiing in Switzerland? Nope. All right, well, Switzerland's neutral, so I guess we can all... You can always hide your money in Switzerland. That's true. Uh, don't go to Spain, though. All right, with that. Forward. Forward.